Hey guys, welcome back to the Letters We Wear. Um, sadly, it's just Kate and I today. I Grace um, had other commitments, other plans. Um, so we thought it'd be sweet to still just do like a two two person podcast um and then we'll switch off doing these as well so you'll talk to Kate and Grace you'll talk to Grace and I um and we'll just do things like that and talk about different topics as we've been doing so it's not really too much change but yeah it's kind of sad because now yeah I'm probably gonna be boring without Grace <laughs> she's so funny she's okay so funny um but we it's been a second since we've put something out there so we want to put more out there yeah um and this kind of has been a topic, I feel like it's kind of been talked about, but there hasn't been a word to label it, but I mm-hmm. was talking to Julia about what I wanted our time to look like, and I wanted to talk about transitions. Mm-hmm. My initial thought is the transition from school to summer. Um, since we're in college, we get out of school a little bit earlier, and I think we have three months, right? Yeah, I think... Summer? Wait, from spring break? Is that what you're talking or about? Or, like, three months in summertime. Like, it's not just, like... Oh, oh, I think it's almost four. four. Like Yeah, like, it's a long time. Because we have all May, all June, all July, and basically all of August. So, like, yeah. four. So, it's, like, a long time to be home with the family or be living wherever. But mm-hmm. then it kind of brought me back to, to start, like, not periodically, timeline of spring break, that transition from... Yeah going to spring break and then transitioning back into school academics life. Mm-hmm. Um, because for, before spring break, that's when we, or was it after we talked about busyness and hurry. It was before, I think. Yeah. It's so, been a while. It has been a while. And it's funny that I catch myself talking about things and then I'm like, I call myself a hypocrite. I feel like that was the word that the Lord mm-hmm. showed me a lot on spring break. Um, I was mm-hmm. on a mission trip, but it's funny that we talked about busyness yeah. and I felt like right after yeah. spring break, right into and the back picked up thing. again yeah. yeah um so julia yes i want to ask you so tell me more about your spring break what okay. were things that it offered to you um what what did you enjoy about it and how was it a break into the regular rhythms of your life and then how is that transition coming back into school yeah okay so for spring break i went with a group of I guess it was seven of us, um, which was so sweet. We road tripped down to Sarasota, Florida. Um, it's literally beautiful there. I've been there twice with my family. So that kind of gave me, I think, I can't even remember whose idea it was, if I'm being honest, but like I definitely was like all for it um, just because I love Florida beaches and I love going south. Um, so went there, got to stay in a really cute little Airbnb and um we like it was just so restful and we got to sit with each other and go out to dinner and like we'd go on runs in the morning and we would just spend all day at the beach we would go to coffee shops get assables um like just so many random things even the car ride from the Airbnb to the beach was just so fun like windows down in the heat um and the beach is like this is so, um, what's the word? Like stereotypical of me to say, I don't, that's not the word, but like it, it just like the beach is my happy place. I love being there. I feel like me, like, I feel like I can just sit and like be where I am. And the fact that I got to do it with like six of my best friends was just so sweet. Um, but I'm going to be honest it wasn't always perfect I don't think it's ever going to be perfect and for me to act like it was only restful only great times 
I would be lying. And like Kate said, it'd be hypocritical hypocritical of me to say. Um, so there, I'm trying to think, there were a few things like just in general, there's always going to be like, okay, well, what do we want to do today? Or like, I'm a big planner and sometimes not having a plan can be stressful. And we talked about that in our last podcast, but sometimes you just have to sit. Um, and there was one morning we got up early and it was probably one of my favorite mornings. Um, but I think it was like five of us. We decided that we wanted to get up for sunrise and drive over to the beach and just sit and like have quiet time, sit by the ocean. And I felt like I could just like be there all day. Um, when I, sorry, if you hear my if you hear my voice get super high at points, it's because I'm smiling so much, <laughs> and you can just like hear it. But um, I brought my camera, and I like was able to take pictures and just like videos, and those are things that I'll genuinely cherish forever. And I just felt like I could walk down the beach a little bit by myself and just mm-hmm. take pictures, and just like the moon was beautiful, and then the sun started rising, and the blue sky. Um, and like the colors, I just, yeah. I, it literally makes me so happy. That makes me think about how many times have I missed God's creation? Cause I was yeah. so focused on making yes. a plan rather than just like enjoying what's in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, cause we're so caught up in our own yeah. wants and needs. And so I'm glad that you got an opportunity mm-hmm. to really just sit and be where you were. Yeah. I think that was one of the moments on the trip that I felt the most just content where I was. And just thankful for the fact that I even got to be in Florida um, and be with my friends, which it was just so sweet. Um, But, like, there were other nights when we, like, did dinners and, like, um, we would just sit in the house. And we there was one night we tried to all have a movie night and then everyone just was exhausted, so we ended up going to bed. Um, But, like, we did family dinners. Like, we would just cook meals all together in the kitchen, and that was fun. There was some of us who would get up and get to go on runs, and that was sweet. I just – I love getting to run at the beach. Um, Running has really been, like, not an escape for me, but, like, I just really have been enjoying it. And I'm thankful that I got to do it in, like, a new place because it's always more fun when you get to run somewhere new. Um, But – yeah, I mean, I guess that kind of answers the question. Like, yeah. break was really good at my adjustment adjustment back. So um, I think any time you adjust back from a break, it's going to be hard. For example, I also went home this past weekend to see my family for a long weekend. And coming back was just weird because you realize that um, your life changes a lot. And not just during that time, but I think when you have rest and then you come back to busyness of, like, college life – um, particularly, it's just a lot more recognizable when there's things going on. Um, so like coming back from a break at home, I even noticed how busy college is, mm-hmm. but coming back from a week off and spring break at the beach with your friends, like it's not an easy adjustment, but I was able to just like sit. And the thing that I've been really clinging to One is to be present where my feet are planted, which kind of carries into the fact that like you have to take things day by day. And if you are looking too far in advance at things and overly planning, which is something I do all the time and I need to work on, um, you will find yourself getting so overwhelmed by things that will work out. Like you don't have to focus. I mean, obviously you want to like be aware of future things. Like you don't want to just like take things like 
too, like, I don't know, put things on the back burner, I guess. Yeah, become lazy. You don't yes. be lazy. Yeah, there's a difference between laziness, but also making sure that you know that you're, it's okay. Um, so I think that was something I really noticed coming back from spring break specifically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's good. It's hard. Like you were talking about the transition from spring break to coming back or even that long weekend with your family and coming back. And I do find myself like for spring break, I went on a mission trip to Cuba and it was awesome. It wasn't this physically react or relaxing time. Yeah. Um, but I do think that it was something that was beautifully hard and it was spiritually fueling. And so I was grateful for the opportunity to go and I wouldn't have spent my time anywhere else. Um, Mm -hmm. and at the same time coming back, I feel like even now I haven't had a chance to really reflect on everything that happened yeah. because it's just been so busy. And I even look at my calendar today and it's literally booked to yeah. the minute. Yeah. Um, and I find myself like even when I was in Cuba, there was a specific home that we were in and this man said he wanted to come to faith. And I was like, well, we see idols in his home, like mm-hmm. physical idols. But then I kept hearing the word hypocrite, 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 because I have idols in my own heart. And so I find myself like, why am I calling out something in someone else when like I have it just in my own heart? It's like that yeah. verse. I never know where it is, but the um, Matthew. I yeah. Think. I think, yeah. Why do you like, call out the speck in someone else's eye when you have a log or a plank in your own? Mm-hmm. And I feel like I do that when it comes to, oh, I preach all about wanting to be slow and being still and have solitude and time for yourself and make the transitions better and all of that. And I don't even do it for myself. Um, Yeah, Matthew 7, 3, why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own? Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, going off a little bit with Cuba. So I feel like you... It is go, 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 Mm -hmm. but were you able to find rest when you were there? And if so, where? If not, where do you kind of wish you had prioritized some of that time? Um, Just kind of go off of that. I want to hear more about Cuba as well. Yeah. Um, The day-to-day, I think finding rest is even um, me and my friend Morgan Hill were in a cadre together and it talks about four s's i've talked about the four s's before and i think i have them all down pat okay do it (laughs) solitude stillness silence and sabbath and Mm. um we're currently reading about solitude and it talks about in the chapter it talks about in i think chapter 10 but about um sometimes solitude like you wake up early in college like most people aren't waking up early Mm -hmm. um like julie and i woke up at 5 45 this morning to be able (laughs) to go and run um (laughs) But most people are not up at that hour. Therefore, it allows you to have the time to be by yourself. And so I found that um, in Cuba by waking up early and being able to spend time with God. But it's hard because you're on a mission trip. So everyone's wanting to wake up early and spend time with God. Yeah. Um, But there was this, I want to call it an aisle. And that's just not the term. But on the roof, um, people would go on this slant roof and Mm -hmm. sit up there. And then there were like benches. 
But on the opposite side, it just was this walkway um, that they obviously were using for some construction reasons. Hmm. And I would stand and do my quiet time there. But it allowed me to be completely by myself because who else? Like, it's too small for someone else to come over there. Hmm. Um, And I can't see anyone else, which is very beneficial. So it's not as if I'm like, let me do this so everyone else can see that I'm a Christian. Hmm. Um, So I got rest in that. And honestly... I found rest in debriefing with other people. There was a lot of frustration. Um, I was talking, I was in an appointment earlier this morning and I was talking to the lady and she was asking me about spring break because she thought I was in high school. And I was like, no, I had spring break a couple weeks ago, Mm. but I got the share about Cuba. And I was talking about how it's a spiritual fight for someone's life. Like there are people going in the medical field for the physical fight. Um, But just as we were like, we need to do CPR on the people's souls, um, which yeah. leaves you frustrated when you walk out of a home and you're like, that just was so sad that they didn't want to accept Christ or mm-hmm. Satan attacking and being like, well, did they really accept Christ? Yeah. Are they really like going to follow God? Are they going to change their patterns and habits? Um, because I'm not like, I'm not there to see the end result in a sense I just saw that one moment but they have a life to live until the Lord calls them home but at night being able to debrief not only in a group um we were able so in a group setting we got to talk about encouraging things that we saw which is like awesome when you hear about other people's experiences and then things that were not encouraging um and then lifting one another up just See, like seeing that someone did something good or how can we call them higher um and so that was good but also debriefing one-on-one with people and just being able to like like the thing about pride and being a hypocrite and like I have idols in my heart and there's an idol here and I just remember talking to someone and I just was like so frustrated mm-hmm. because I'm like there's an eternal battle happening within me too and I need to be fighting for my own heart. Why am I not like, it's so funny because of course you're going on a mission trip and this is the setting, but, and at the same time, why am I not doing this at home? Yeah. And kind of coming back from the transition of like going to Cuba and then coming back to Sanford. And I had a little bit of a transition cause I got to go home in Atlanta and spend time with family, but it was go, go, go. Cause all of my sister's boyfriends and fiancés and all that were, they were there with mm-hmm. me. Um, but then seeing the way that the Lord has shaped my heart to fight for my family just as much. Like I want my siblings to know Christ the way that I do um, and to see that he's endearing and kind and loving, but also that he's really fierce. Like my mom is someone who loves me so fiercely. She is willing to fight for me mm-hmm. till its end. Um, and so is my God. And seeing the way that, yes, I fight for people in Cuba or wherever I go, but there are people right in front of me that I need to be fighting for. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I think I'm grateful that I do need to reflect, and I think I have to a certain degree, but I'm glad that it wasn't like a reflection, and then, okay, I reflected, therefore I get to move on, but that everything that happened in Cuba has carried on into the life that I live. Um, and I think that sometimes we miss the fact that our job right now is to be students. We are students at Sanford University, and the Lord calls us to be excellent in what we're doing. Um, in 1 Corinthians 
7, 17. This is the message version, which sometimes it, sometimes the translation, you can be like, this is totally not what is in the Bible. Um, but sometimes it puts it in words that makes it easier to understand. Yeah. But it says, and don't be wishing you were someplace else or with someone else. Where you are right now is God's place for you. Live and obey and love and believe right there. Um, God, not your marital status, defines your life. Don't think I'm being harder on you than on the others. I gave the same counsel in all the churches. And I think it's really easy to be, oh, I need to be in a foreign country or somewhere really far away to share the gospel in a place that hasn't been reached yet. Um, But why don't we have that sense of urgency in the place that we are called to be? Mm -hmm. And if we were called to be somewhere else with different people, we would be there. So why are we mistaking God's plan um, and wanting to change our own and or wanting to make our own rather than just be like, this is where my feet are planted and I'm going to have roots because the Lord is watering me. Mm -hmm. And in those roots, I need to flourish, but also I need to like bees pollinate, like be a bee and pollinate the word of the Lord. So it's been cool to see the way like I need to reflect, but the transition from going to Cuba and it be spiritually fueling fueling has like led to me continuing to fight for people. It just doesn't, it doesn't look exactly how it looks like in Cuba, but then also the Lord reminding me of what my plan is on earth right now is to be a student and to be excellent in that. But also I have family that I need to be spiritually fighting for their lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so good. Like it's just cool to see how you don't like you went to Cuba and you got to see that, but also you recognize now coming back that there are people in Birmingham who need it. There are people in Atlanta. There are people everywhere, whether that's your friends, your family, acquaintances, just like anyone and everyone. We are called to fight for their lives um, because it is eternal. Mm-hmm. And like that is something that we're called to, to go to the ends of the earth, to all the nations and tell of the gospel and what Jesus did for every single person and who are we to gatekeep that. Um, I just, yeah, I think that's so cool. And you talking about like getting to share the gospel with the people in Cuba, it's not always the easiest thing walking away and thinking like, okay, they didn't accept him. But also sometimes that is still how the Lord works because you planted that seed and he will he will grow that where whenever he like on his own timing yeah um and it's not we like this is something I love to refer to all the time um I don't even remember the first time I heard this but like people talk about how like Moses he was called to bring his people to the promised land he never actually saw the promised land he didn't enter it but like or he saw it, he didn't enter it. But like he brought all those people there and we might not see how the Lord's working in that moment, but we see that like he is because we can see through the Bible, we can see through the Old Testament, how he led the Israelites and everything. And there's a verse that I have been loving recently. I'm trying to memorize it, um, but it's Jeremiah 32, 41, and I'm gonna do my best. But um, it says, I will rejoice in them Hold on, I'm going to pull it up just so I make sure I'm right. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Um, just to hop on, it was great, like what you were saying, that sometimes we plant the seeds, but we're not yeah. the ones to see it grow. I will say there was one house specifically in the same day that we were in the house with 
we were multiple houses with idols, but it was one specific guy, and his name was Manuel, which was crazy. Wow. Um, and the home where the woman didn't accept Christ, but she was curious, I actually left so much more encouraged because I knew that she was curious and that it was not in my hands. Yeah. Um, That's cool. cool. Okay, yeah. tell me about Jeremiah. Okay, so Jeremiah thirty two forty one, um, Basically, Jeremiah is, like, trying to tell all the people that, like, you have to listen to what the Lord has been telling me. Um, but they turn away, and the Lord is wrathful. And he, mm-hmm. like Kate was saying, like, he's fierce, and he will do what he needs to. Um, but this verse is Jeremiah thirty two forty one, and it says, I will rejoice in doing them good, and I will plant them in this land in faithfulness with all my heart and all mm-hmm. my soul. Um, and I just love the verbiage of, like, plant and yeah. being planted and being present where you f- where your feet are um because like we were talking about this earlier but when you're not being present you don't you can't see all of the things that the lord's doing in your life and um i go to auburn community church but in birmingham and recently or the most recent sermon i guess was about Um, being expectant in prayer Mm. and truly we have to be in prayer all the time and always talking with the Lord and being expectant that he's going to answer those prayers whether one it's what you want two it's not what you want or three you might not see it right now Mm -hmm. but you are expectant that he's going to answer it um and I just think that's so cool to see that like in the old testament we see that we see it in the new testament and we see it now in our own day and age um but I just loved getting to hear all about like Cuba and yeah. everything. So it's and so awesome to go off about expectations of the Lord and that we get to pray and be with him. Um, and going back to our topic of transitioning, it is, I found myself. So we talked about like spring break into now and how the transition was honestly hard. I feel like there is, will always be a hardness or difficulty to the transition Yeah, because it's easy to be somewhere else and then you come back to where all of responsibilities are. Um, But I remember going from now, end of the semester, going into summer, last spring semester, um, so freshman year, going into my first summer post-college, was so intimidated by summer. Um, And I just remember being like, what am I supposed to do? Everyone was doing the camp thing. I am not a camp. Like, I went to camps. I've led at camps before. I just knew that that was not how I wanted to spend my summer. Um, And so I just remember being like, okay, what am I supposed to do? What is my time going to look like? Is this, like, I'm literally going home, and I don't know what I'm going to do. And at the same time, being able to be prayerful and expecting the Lord to answer because he does say that he will. Mm -hmm. Um, provided a lot of peace in that transition. And now I'm going home. I know what I'm doing for the month of May, but in some of June and some of July, but I don't have any set plans. But I'm so at peace with it because I see it as a freedom of going from, I have set things at Sanford, I have set things that I do each semester, and now I get to go home. And the month of May, sure, that's booked. But June, July, August... I have freedom in being to answer the call or freedom in answering the calling that the Lord is going to place in front of me. Mm -hmm. So I get to have peace and freedom in that transition of packing my things up, which is sad Mm -hmm. and leaving 
um, and closing a chapter of sophomore year. But how more beautiful is it that I get to transition into a season of like transition in my family, of my sister getting married and things like that. And even like last summer, there's a lot of transitions in my family of siblings moving and sisters getting engaged, like different things like that. Um, And I want to hear Julia just as I'm like, okay, transition, prayer. Yeah. Tell me what you're doing this summer. Tell me how you're feeling. Like, what is the difference of your feelings right now based off of, I feel like in the freshman year, Mm -hmm. everyone was so sad. Like, it's that heartbreak that you feel within your heart, but you Mm -hmm. don't, you can't do anything about it. You just have to feel it if I'm saying goodbye for a little bit. Yeah. And going back to summer, and I know that last year you worked at Camp Ozark, so you had set plans in front of you. And then now, what does this year look like? Yeah. Okay, so... Um, as Kate said, I worked at camp last summer, um, loved my time there. It was, um, full of challenges, refinement. It was truly a great experience. Um, and I actually thought that's what I was called to again this summer until the last like month or so. And that just did a full 180 and I just didn't really feel much peace about it or clarity with going back. And I took that as the Lord closing that door Um, it's just, it's cool how the Lord is faithful and like shows how he works because, or yeah, shows that in how he works because like I didn't know and I hadn't filled out any paperwork and there's just so many things that like played into it where I was like, okay, yeah, this works out. So basically what I am doing is I'm going to be in Birmingham and I'm so excited. (laughs) Um, I'll take some time to go home and, Um, travel with my family, stuff like that. But I will be here all summer and I'll um, be nannying and I have an internship and I'm really excited to um, kind of see what Birmingham is like, Um, not in a college mode, not in a college mindset. Um, And it's going to be very different from last summer, for sure. I'm hoping I'll definitely be able to have some more rest. But I think something that is going to be challenging is that I'm not going to be pushed or challenged as much in my faith as I was at camp because it's not as, um, quote unquote easy to find, or yeah, it's just not easy to find time at camp, um, to have quiet time and spend time with the Lord. And sure that is kind of seen throughout your day in some ways but it's also crazy and chaotic um and I think it will be interesting while I'm in Birmingham to see how that um is applied because it's not it's just yeah it's just going to be very different I think I kind of want to play devil's advocate here okay I want to hear it um you said that it is not as challenging so when you're at camp, you do have limited time. You have campers. You have a lot of things asking for your attention. Yeah. So finding time alone to spend with God, yes, that's difficult. I find it even more difficult, and maybe this is a personal thing. I agree. That in the limbo, mm-hmm. when you have the time, that it's easy to fill it with other things besides God. Yeah. And that's the reason I have a routine and things scheduled out so that I prioritize it and that that's one of the first things that I do in the morning. But... If I don't, I can admit to this on Saturdays. There are definitely so many Saturdays that I do not spend time with God because it's out of my normal routine. Yeah. And so I think it's going to be interesting to come back and be like, okay, I think it's going to, I remember being challenged more 
when I was out of a high-intensity setting and in something that was a little bit more mundane or chill or relaxed, um, to hear God and see God because things aren't happening right in front of me. Mm -hmm. Because like in Cuba or at camp, it's happening right in front of you. But then in your day-to-day of like being in Birmingham Mm -hmm. over the summer and it's not the normal of Ben Brown time and like constantly being around people and like seeing people 24 seven, um, that you have an extra amount of time, which I also think is going to end up being filled. That's how that was for me last summer. Um, that you get the opportunity to hear from the Lord in a different way, but that figuring out what it looks like to hear from him rather than just like ask him for answers or ask him for things in prayer, that kind of reverse of like, yeah, I ask you a question, am I taking the time to actually listen? I think it's going to be cool for you. But that devil's advocate of, and I think it might be a personal, it could be a personal thing of in the limbo or when I have extra time, that it is a little bit more difficult for my relationship with God Mm -hmm. because it's not this like scheduled out thing. No, I actually, I'm glad that you said that because I 100% agree. Um, I even noticed like when I went home this weekend, I did not prioritize that time because it's so much easier to be like, oh, well, I just want to like be with my family and like I don't need to or I just don't find the time genuinely. Yeah. And it's so much harder. But at camp, I woke up at 545 every morning because we had to get the campers up at seven. And that was the only time I knew I'd get my quiet time. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I didn't do my quiet time, I knew that my day would not go well. Um, so it was cool to see like, okay, routine helps so much. And I feel the same way at college waking up and having that time because I know later in the day I won't be able to. Um, and that is something I learned through my freshman and first semester, sophomore year and first semester, sophomore year was one of the most challenging semesters. And I truly recognize that like I had to find that time. Um, and if that meant waking up early, so be it. And that's what had to happen because otherwise I just was not doing great. Yeah. Um, but I'm hoping that with this summer, this is my prayer is that I'll have busy days with nannying and like doing my internship work and stuff like that and running. Um, but I'm praying that like, I'll have that set aside time in the morning and that I'll have people who I'm living with to keep me accountable as well. Cause accountability is a huge thing. Um, and it really does impact like how well you do things and like who you are being surrounded by and are they people that are going to uplift you and are they going to push you to be your better self, including pushing you towards the Lord. So, Yeah. I think that's awesome. That It's like, okay, you know your thoughts and expectations and different things that you have for the summer. Um, and just because you know them, they're not going to limit you, but they're going to push you in a direction that will be beneficial for the future, yeah. Julia. Yeah. Um, as we kind of end this podcast, I just was thinking a couple of scriptures. Um, but there's one in Hebrews 13, 8 that says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And then we've heard Proverbs 3, 5 through 7, the trust in the Lord with all your heart. Um, And lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Mm -hmm. And I think or I know that transitions for me have been hard. It's hard to go from something that's been your routine every single day to more of an unknown pattern of what your life is going to look like. Um, 
it's definitely, I know I have a lot of peace, but I'm very curious of the way that my time is going to be filled this summer. I know that I will nanny. I just don't have specific dates and times. Um, And that's okay. And (laughs) for anyone who's listening, who's going into a summer that's completely busy, I challenge you to, my mom talks a lot about this, um, but set your gaze upon him and look up at the sky, like physically look up at the sky and remember just as vast the sky is the like God is that vast mm-hmm. and he's bigger. Um, and to not forget your purpose and what you're doing. It's easy to get caught up in the routine and in the tasks, but to not forget the why um, and to have comfort in the fact that if you if you are a listener who doesn't know what they're doing or their plans are up in the air or you're graduating from college or um, literally anything, you could be working. And things could be known or unknown. Either one is fine. It's just as okay. But remember, like, God is the same as yesterday, today, and forever. And he will always be. Um, So therefore, we do not need to fret. And I read something. I wish I had that book with me right now. Um, (laughs) But it talks about when we are trying to control things, we are negating God's power in our own lives. Mm. And we're not letting him be God. Yeah. So try to release your grip. This is calling me to try and release my grip just as much as anyone else all of us (laughs) try and release your grip of what your life plan what you think it should look like um and julia what do you have to close us yeah um i just i really hope y'all um took something just from scripture um experiences anything that can encourage you um but also push you to um pursue that relationship and if you have questions or anything like there are people including us like to answer and I just hope you leave listening to this feeling I don't know more uplifted um there's just so many things um sorry I just covered the mic um there's just so many things that like we are learning day to day and it's so fun that we get to share it with you um and just like kind of let y'all in on parts of our lives and um yeah so that's gonna be all for today but I hope that y'all um are excited for next podcast and hopefully we'll be with Grace again yeah hopefully it'll be all three of us but if not it will probably be Julia and Grace um one thing it just came to me yeah I kept calling myself a hypocrite and everyone here I think is hypocrite or hypocritical um in any way shape or form that's a little Hard truth. Yeah. Um, don't let you don't let yourself sit in the fact that you are a hypocrite, but let it push you forward in a way that you are not. But also remind yourself, give yourself grace. We are not going to be perfect in any way, yes. but we can pursue Christ likeness. Mm-hmm. So where you are a hypocrite, because I'm like thinking of everything that was said, and I'm like, I don't do that. I don't do that. Yeah. I don't do that. Yes. But how awesome it is that the Lord uses us, and He's the one who speaks through us. It is nothing from me then nothing from Julia. Mm-hmm. So therefore all we do is get to learn from God himself. Yes. Um, and we can continue to pursue holiness and Christ likeness. Yeah. So that just was a last tidbit that came to mind yeah. that I wanted to share. No, that's good. I'm glad you did, but I hope y'all enjoyed and we'll talk yeah. to you next time. Talk Bye. To you next time. Bye.